had quite the discussion about your newfound job security, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> Y'all have found your first teenage job. It's great. No pressure or anything. None whatsoever. Exactly. But in all seriousness, you seven make your way to the town center. And as you arrive, your senses are met with a lovely symphony of all different types of things. Your eyes catch all of the hanging lanterns in a variety of colors as they warmly light up this jovial atmosphere. Your ears are met with the cacophony of laughter and people celebrating and having conversations with one another. Your nose is greeted with the gentle touch of all the variety of food items that are being sold here. And the aromas just enter your nostrils and fill your body with comfort and home. And as you take in the sight, while you guys have been really hard at work, doing what you can to pass and earn your title of samurai. For the first time since being here in the last three days, you just feel this relief overtake you and that you can breathe and that you can learn to have a good time and have fun and to be a teenager in a sense. <laughs> so now that the business has been taken care of, at least for now, you come to the understanding that now you're allowed to be goof off, have a good time, to be the truest part of yourself. So, of course, at this festival, lots of food stalls, lots of merchants, lots of different activities. And then towards the back portion of the festival, in the distance, you can see the lake where you see a variety of people begin setting up for what's going to happen as soon as the sun goes down. So this is where I leave the creativity in your hands. So you basically have a little bit of time before the uh, end of the night lake excursion activity. So I'm just going to leave it up to you two, whatever it is you want to do, whatever you want to go for. By all means, I leave the creative control up to you, whether you want to do it separately together i know right giving players agency who knew <laughs> so yeah i leave it up to you and i'm just gonna roll with whatever you want so are we like are we rolling up into this bad boy as a huge group and we're like spreading out what set can you set it up a little bit for me so i know where my mindset most certainly so the seven of you made your way over there together and as you guys all take in the sights and sound Everyone kind of splits off a little bit. Shodai goes and does his thing. Daidro goes a little bit of shopping. 
Yaka goes and he helps a small child who is crying. So he's dealing with all that. You'll hear about that later. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, I promise. Which just leaves you, Trio, amongst yourself. And so as you watch your friends go off and do their things and you all agree to meet at the lake at a designated time together. So that way y'all can do the lake activity together at the end of the night. But yeah, so Yaka, Hydro and Shodai go off and do their own thing, just leaving you three at the quote unquote central hub of this festival. As we're standing there and everybody runs off Kaito kind of closes his his eyes and allows the smells from the food from the atmosphere basically flood in and what he is trying to smell for is a unique dish that maybe really only Kaito would know what this dish is. It is a unique blend of types of food and flavors. It is trying to... I almost want to say it's almost like a curry ramen. Like a unique curry ramen bowl. Yeah. He's just really d just trying to see if he can sense anything like that for coming from any of the stands or the spot. Mm -hmm. You're going to make me roll for it, are you? No, I'm not going to make you roll for <laughs> it. Listen, I'm going to reward you. I feel that is I feel that's reward enough, especially after I made y'all go through the emotions that we just did. <laughs> and so Kaito, as you I'm going to take a little liberty with this, so bear with me. As you hone in and you just close your eyes and you just let your senses take over a little bit amongst the variety of smells and aromas in the air. And I'm also I'm picturing it the way that a dog sees the world through shades of chromatic gray and things like that. You close your eyes and you envision the scene of the festival in front of you in this motif of gray. and. As you hone in a little bit, you start to see a visible aroma line that is a very warm, kind of coppery, for better term, like a bronze a little bit. And as you're visualizing this in your mind's eye, you see it leading towards a stand. And as you, with the map in your head, you begin to follow it. And sure enough, you recognize the smell, you recognize the sight as you open your eyes. It is your favorite dish in the world, standing right in front of you, ready for the taking. So, to a little bit of a rewind a bit, Kaito gets the sense of the trail, and the moment, essentially the map completes in his mind of how to get there, his eyes just shoot open. He turns to Mio, grabs his wrist, and just goes, I'm going to show you something! And starts dragging him down to, the, to, this, to this food stand. And so, when we get to the stand, 
looks like your classic ramen stand. And, but you see all of these small containers of different ingredients that you can put in it, both as the noodles are cooking or after the bowl is assembled. And there are a lot of choices here. And um, so I get that. I get there. And once it's our turns, I start spouting off my order off the top of my head, not even looking at anything. I know exactly what I want to make sure there are two hard-boiled eggs, curry powder, extra... What was I thinking? Extra green onion. Like, I'm just, boom. Extra pork. Like, this whole order and stuff. And he's just writing it down. And then he turns to you to ask you your order. And I go ahead. Basically, you get the bowl. You get the noodles. And then you can choose whatever you want. As much as you want. I'm gonna be right back. Go ahead. And you see me almost take off real quick into a crowd of people. Okay. Mio's obviously extremely confused. <laughs> What's happening? He's gonna do it. Order. He's gonna order the exact same thing that Kaito ordered. Only because he doesn't really know ramen that well. Like, he knows it, obviously, but when it comes to the mixings of the spices and things, he's not very good at that. <laughs> so he's going to order the same thing. And shortly after you finish, like, almost like that, Kaito's back. He gives whatever money, or if we're even buying this stuff, to the person. He takes his... He gives... One bowl to Mio. He takes the other bowl and goes, Now, come with me. And I find a table to sit at. When we sit at the table, we have our food, we have our utensils. And Kaito goes, Now, trust me on this. He goes down and he picks up these two, what look like round slices of cheese and he places one over the top of your ramen places one over his takes the uh, these little cardboard silver tops and puts them over the front and he goes let that sit for about five minutes and then it'll be ready to eat he just sits there and Puts his elbows up, hand on his fists, and it's just like smiling, looking at Mio, both with love, but also excitement about what he's showing. Because right now, he's showing Mio one of his favorite meals. And it's one of those oddball, oddball meals out there. He's just super giddy to be showing this to him and having the opportunity to. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mio is an absolute... Just... And he has this sort of little smile as just as he watches his enthusiasm for it. And good or bad, it doesn't matter for Mio. Cause it's going to be good no matter what because cause he is so excited about it that he's going to love it no matter what. 
So Mio literally just sits there and just stares at him with innocent wonder and, of course, love and, admi- and admiration. And this sort of just, he's the luckiest man in the world to be friends with him and now having this newfound relation it just makes him ecstatic like he just like walks on air (laughs) but he's literally just sitting across smiling all the rest of that is inside as kaito is sitting there and looking at mio he he kind of speak up speaks up and gives a little giggle and goes this whole time we've been worried about whatever happened on that boat or passing this exam going through this tournament make sure each other's calm i just realized what are we going to tell our families about it like or Everything. Uh, everything else that happened around, uh, it's just, what they don't know can't hurt them. I honestly think my parents would never let me go out of the house again if they heard what happened. That is fair. I know my grandparents will be elated, so we can start there. Okay. And then work it out from that point. Take it one step at a time. I don't care. I don't care if the world knows. I want you to know that I will go to the top of that building and shout it to the world. I have no fear. For me. But since this is not just about me anymore, I will move at your pace. With a smile, he says, Kata says, I don't have any fear either. I'm more just, how are we going to do this? Are we going to sit out a dinner and do it? Or are we going out to tea? Or are we just going to barge in to the house holding hands, shouting it? Because I'm okay with any of that. And I want you to know that I would be up there on the rooftop shouting it out to all of the land to hear right next to you. Regardless of where this brings us, you are a part of me. You are the reason I'm here. We do this together, in tandem, as equal, attached with the love I have for you and you have for me. That's going to show in everything we do. When they said uh, we're going to... essentially bring in a new age, a new era, bring new things different. We're going to be there at the forefront. We are already. It becomes less of making the world different and more showing the world how the differences we have are beautiful. And I can't wait to be holding your hands as we do that. At that point, Mia will literally reach across the table and take your hand in this extremely public and crowded place. <laughs> and Kaito will Kaito will 
take the hand, take that hand, rubbing with his thumb on the side of the hand, looking down and at us, and just goes, "I wish I didn't have to let go to take care of the stuff around us." You never have to let go. Mew will squeeze his hand a little tighter as he says and almost, to him. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, uh, almost like it's a pump. As you squeeze, you see the tears <laughs> form in his eyes and a wide smile across his face. And Mio will look him dead in the eyes. And he, of course, and he can see this. Everything he's about to say is coming from the most loving and passionate place. And he says, I would die for you. I would throw myself upon a blade for you. You and I, together, will change this world. We will forge a new vision of what love can be and how strong it is. That's us. As he reaches across and wipes the tears from his eyes, there's nothing that we cannot accomplish together. I will always be by your side. I will always be your protector. I will always be. Kaito... Kaito doesn't need to say anything right now, because you feel a warmth coming from him that feels like it essentially says thank you and I love you. And I always will. And he goes to take the tins off the top of the plates. And what you see is that cheese has melted essentially around the noodles. So you can see the indents of them. And he goes and takes the spoon and gives a slice down the middle of it of each of them. As he does this, some of the broth leaks over the cheese and starts almost making colorful river rivers across the top. And as the seam rises up, Kaito goes, "This is why I wanted. To sh- this is why this is my favorite meal. This is why I wanted to show this to you. Every there are so." Many possibilities out there. So many rivers, mountains, directions, roads we could take, choices to make. I could cut this bowl a million times. A million times that broth is going to choose a different path. But all of those possibilities, that first action brought it all about. And that's us. We're going to bring so much change to this world that we don't even know, that no one even sees. We can make it our own. There's no better person. I'd want to share any of these million pathways than with you. A million different roads we could walk. 
but I only need to walk them with you. A million paths, a million lives, a million worlds. And beyond. I, I will traverse them all as long as I know that at the end of that path, you stand there with your arms open, ready to accept me, and I will be yours forever. I wouldn't be waiting there because I'd be by your side the whole time, walking in tandem with you, sharing every experience, every high, every low. This is no longer my journey, it's ours. And I can't wait to share it with you. I am, I'll be there every night, every step to hold you close. You've protected me so much throughout our years, and I want to protect you too for a change. You, you saved me. Without you, there is nothing. There is darkness, emptiness. But you, you brought me from the dark to the light. With you, there is no dark. There is no night. You fill a room with your brilliant, brilliant soul. And when you cannot walk yourself, I will carry you till we cross to the spirits together. That is my promise to you. And I, you. I just gotta stand up. Instead, sitting across from Mio, he's going to sit next to him, arm around his shoulder, leaned in, head on his shoulder, holding him close, tight and close, and just enjoying, feeling us breathe together, our hearts beat together. And those be the only sounds you can hear. The music, the revelry around, fades away from his ears. Even the smell from the food, or the fires, the nature, it all just fades away. And to him, it is just him and Mio in this moment. And he knows that truly no matter what happens no matter what's happening around they will always be side by side Mio will turn and kiss him gently on the top of the head and he'll leave his face buried in his hair Big Kaito just holds him tighter with that kiss staring in this moment Wanting it to last forever. And so, as the two of you have this very intimate, very raw moment <laughs> from the distance across the way, and benotes to, as you two are the only thing in each other's world at the moment, Imigo is sitting underneath a tree, just watching all this from a distance unfold. And she begins to smile with such a warmth. And she just nods to herself 
And she just can't help but continue to smile. I know. It's been a long journey for you two. And as she says this to herself, but I am so happy that you finally have taken that step to something that's always been there. And I'm so happy to have gotten to witness this journey. And she continues to smile. I don't know what this road will lead for us, but I hope to see this story find its way all the way to its conclusion. And that you too will finally get the endings you so deserved. And she just sits there for a little bit, and then she stands and turns, and she begins walking further into the festival, just all types of things, just looking at the scene, taking in the sights and the sounds. And shortly after that, she runs into you, Yaka, as you are finishing what looks to be purchasing something in one of the merchant stalls. And kind of bumps into you. Oh, my apologies, Yaka. I got lost in everything. And she's looking at your bag and, and uh, what you're doing and says, Gifts for loved ones, I presume. You, uh, you can say that. And she kind of just smiles and says, you're a very kind-hearted individual, Yaka. And she says, whoever these gifts are for, I know they will appreciate it, especially since it's coming from the heart. And for a brief moment, she just smiles and she begins to walk past you a little bit. And then she kind of stops. And she turns around and she just says, it may have been three days. I'm happy to have gotten to know you, my friend. And I look forward to seeing what kind of adventures we can get into. As she slowly begins to turn away. At least I know I'll be in good company in these next adventures. She just smiles. And she, with no words left, just gives you a light nod and begins to walk. But, Yaka, you notice that despite everything that happened, and though she has returned, quote-unquote, back to normal, so to speak, you still sense this air of sadness around her, as if she's missing something. And it is at this moment that you remember what it is that you wanted to do. So, as she walks away, and you step in front of her, and you stop her in her tracks. And she looks up at you and says, is there something else you wish to talk to me about? Yeah, I, I noticed you don't have your fan with you. Did something happen to it? Did you lose it? I guess you can say that. It seems to have been misplaced. I really treasured that, but it was my own fault that I lost it. Yaka will kind of sense the, uh, the hes- he- Oh my god, I can't speak. The hesitancy <laughs> on her voice. And Yaka will play it off. And he just says, I do hope you find it soon, because I'm, I could tell that you cherished it very much. Yeah. I do. One day. 
I think I'll find it, but who knows when that will be. And with this short exchange of words, Yaka will idea on some of the gifts that he's wanting to get. And so he is going to just look at Himiko and say, I wish I could help you look for it now, but there's something I need to do. I'll see you and the, the rest of our little crew when we get back to our get back to our hut. Okay, my friend. I will see you later. Don't forget that we're all going to be meeting at the lake in a little bit, so don't keep us waiting. Oh, don't worry. I'll remember. <laughs> and Yaka will not necessarily run, but he'll kind of step back to some of the booths. And uh, Mikey, I already discussed what, what all I was wanting to get, so I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yep. And so you take care of what you set out to do, and we'll revisit that at a later time. So as the evening progresses, you all find yourselves meeting up at the appointed time at the lake, ready for the Oban festival portion of this celebration. As a little bit of context, the Oban festival is an actual festival held within Japanese society and culture. and. What this entails is that everyone who participates has a paper lantern that they light and then they send it floating down the river or the body of water that it's at. And it is primarily used as a remembrance for loved ones who passed on. But I am going to take it a step further, but I'll get into that in a little bit. As you all. Make your way down to the shore. You see a lot of volunteers helping people get inside the little boats in order to send them out into the lake to put their lanterns there. Now, these small vessels can hold up to two. And after some talking, you each all decide how to split it up. So we have our crew of Shodai and Daidro and Yaka, as well as Hitoshi. They split amongst themselves among two boats. Himiko just, because she is that woman, she gets her own boat. But she makes sure to get one traveling beside her friends. Which leaves you, Mio, and you, Kaito, as the pair in the third and final boat, or at least the fourth and final one, I should say. And so as you all step into the boat, and each with a lantern in hand, and you are set out to the lake, of course, these boats have a rope attached to the back of it, so they can pull you guys back into shore, no worries. As I mentioned before, the Oban Festival is usually used as a lantern to honor the those who have passed on. I know you guys dug deep this whole entire time, but I'm going to ask you one more time to dig deep. For this version of the Oban Festival, everyone can decide to light a lantern for a loved one that has passed on. But... It also expands to light a lantern to keep that flame of hope and the dream 
and a wish carried over to the ancestors in hopes that those things will come true. So I ask you, my friends, to dig one more time. I would like you to tell me and narrate to me what it is that you are infusing this lantern with. Is it remembrance of a loved one past? Is it a dream? Is it a hope? Is it a wish? And I want you to tell me what that is and why it's so important to your character. And I know that I've asked a lot of you this session. I just need one more time to dig deep. And so, Kaito, <laughs> I'm going to start with you. And, you. and I just want to preface, I want you to take all the time you need. And that this is a safe space for you to express whatever it is that you and your character wish to express. Can Mio and I be holding the same lantern? Oh, most certainly, my friend. As we sit there in the boat, both with the lantern in our hands, I'm thinking about everything Mio and I have been through. And not just the past few days, but our entire lives. And I am putting that love, that care, that hope for us to to carry on forever. And that before that day, Kaito never really knew what love was. Kaito very steadfast. Everything he had didn't have time to think about it. It wasn't until you expressed yours, Mio, that made him realize what it was. He does not want that feeling to go away. He's always loved you, Mio. He may not show it, he may not know what it was, but he did. And he wants that love to be infused in this lantern to carry on. And he knows, he knows his grandmother will be just fine where for this festival that I'm being selfish and sending this lantern off for us. With moments like this, I normally give thanks and honor to my grandmother. She embraced me for who I am, even during the worst. She told me that I could do and be whoever I want to be. Even in her final days, her memory not being as good, she always remembered me. Every time I would visit, every time we would talk through that pain, she always encouraged me to seek out the star, to Forge my own path and be my own man. And I know right now, if we put this wish out for us, she's going to do all in her power to see it through. Thank you, Mio. I will ask you the same thing. Just one more time for me, my friend. Dig deep. And what is it that you are imbuing into this lantern? That you and Kaito are sharing. Same thing. Take all the time you need.
feeling, the emotion, the, the weight of the moment coming from Kaito, knowing he's Mio is imbuing this with the a dream, a wish, however you want to call, it, whatever you want to label it, of the two of them living their lives together in in like their own home with their own family. And normally he would do this for his mother, who was his hero. But now in his life, things have changed. And the minute he saw Kaito, he knew what love was. And from that moment, all he wanted to do was protect it. As I said, this festival, normally he would do this for his mother, who was his hero. But now he has a new hero in his life. As he's imbuing this onto this lantern, he looks at Kaito and he says, he goes, falling for you isn't falling at all. It's walking into a house and knowing your home. As the two of you look towards each other and you imbue not just your hopes and dreams, but you imbue your future and the unmeasurable depth of love that you have for each other. You simultaneously place the lantern into the water and the two of you watch it as it sails on beyond the horizon line of the water amongst a bunch of other lanterns that carry a variety of things. Memories of loved ones gone. Simple requests and wishes for good health and for safety to the more abstract of dreams that wishes may come true, that dreams may be fulfilled, that prayers might even be answered. And not just you two, but for everyone, your friends included, with their own wishes and dreams, all watch as the light, even though begins to grow smaller and smaller in size. Even in the distance amongst the darkness, it continuously burns bright, and that all those hopes and wishes and the dreams of the many, and even in the encroaching darkness across the water, continue to burn bright as they travel towards whatever entity grants these desires and wishes. And as your boats are all pulled in, there's a bit of a quiet understanding as to what this moment meant for everyone. And so, with that quiet understanding, you all make your way back to the academy. The festival begins to go into its late night phase, but... For the long journey ahead of you all in the morning, you decide to take it back to your rooms and you to celebrate life together. You all pile up into one room and you begin to recount the day's events. You get to recount everything that happened the last three days in the Chitopaz Championship. 
And then conversations begin to grow deeper as you let your guards down and all seven of you allow each other to see what hides away in the heart. And through some laughs and a little bit of tears, the seven of you have forged a friendship that no one can never take away. And though in the morning, you will briefly have to say goodbye to each other, your experience here in these last three days is an experience that no one and no one can never take away from you. And as one by one, you all begin to be embraced by the loving arms of the night. And as sleep begins to gently caress you in her loving arms, you each fall asleep in what can only be described as a massive dog pile with each of you being close as you drift off. As the camera, so to speak, zooms out of the scene and exits the tatami doors, we find ourselves in the garden in front of the room in which we see a ghostly figure of a familiar Doji Satsume as he smiles looking at the door that leads to your rooms. And to himself he says, You seven forever have my gratitude, not only for taking care of my son, Yutoshi, but maybe it is time for the world to see a new change. The difficult journey ahead of you will be full of strife. It will challenge your belief, and it will test your relationships with one another. But I believe my daughter was right in asking you seven to be the ones to bring about peace and change to this world. And Doji Satsume just smiles underneath the dancing moonlight. And as he does, his ghostly visage begins to glow this warm golden color as his body begins to fade away and the bits and pieces of him entering, meeting the moonlight. And the last image that we see is just a grand smile and a few tears stream down his face as the last of his body disappears with an echo of, you are the future of this land. Stay strong, my young ones. And with each other, no trial will be too great for you to overcome. And with that, the last of his ghostly image fades away, only leaving the garden being surrounded by the moonlight and our seven young adventurers and lovely heroes all enjoying their slumber. And I believe that is going to be a good place to end this episode right here. So it is with a very full heart to the listening audience 
I thank you for listening to another episode of Furusato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. When we come back with next episode, we will get into the epilogues of our characters. They will say their goodbyes, and we will get an insight into their home lives as they each return home to the village that they were raised in, and they share the news of their adventure and the things that they have seen with the loved ones that are awaiting to hear and see them. So as always, from all of us here at the D&D Vibe Tribe, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, make sure the good times roll. I look forward to seeing you all for the next episode. Until then, take care.